Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Career Codex podcast. My name is Simon Gray, and as host of the show, it's great to be back once again. In recent weeks, I've been discussing LinkedIn in quite some detail, and uh, if you've read, listened to, or watched any of the content, you'll know how important your professional headline is. Uh, If you missed this content, uh, I did a webinar, which you can find on uh, the website, careercodex.com, and uh, also there's a number of published posts posts uh, on LinkedIn and on my website uh, discussing some of the recent changes and uh, some of the things you need to know about if you're to position yourself successfully in the executive job market. So today, link to LinkedIn, uh, the uh, the podcast, uh, the subject of this podcast uh, is all about business cards and specifically what to include as a job title. If you have a job or run your own business, deciding what to put on your business card can be somewhat of a conundrum. Uh, I know this from personal experience. I've had to make decisions on this uh, a number of times uh, and it can be quite tricky. And um, now I've, I've tended to, I'll be honest, I've tended to ditch business cards uh, in favor of uh, connecting on LinkedIn or just taking uh, people's contact details directly and putting them straight in my phone. But um, I still have an email signature and uh, I still need to call myself something on uh, LinkedIn. And uh, what to do is is never, ever an easy decision. A business card, of course, has no value in your pocket. Instead, it needs to be out there in the hands of important contacts, decision makers and prospects, which means your job title needs to be less about you and more about them. And uh, let's be honest, we all make assumptions, don't we, about people we meet and their job title often has quite a lot to do with how we feel about them. As human beings, we have a huge amount of information to process each and every day and simply don't have the time to analyse everything we possibly could to make a truly informed decision. Instead, we use filters. Uh, These are based on our past and uh, things we're often consciously unaware of. And we use these filters to make some of life's most important decisions. We may convince ourselves we are rational and logical beings, but the fact of the matter is that logic usually plays second fiddle to, uh, to impulse. So let's think of an example. When it comes to an interview scenario, being met by the chairman instead of the CEO might increase the fear factor associated with any pending meeting. But should this really be the case? Similarly, when it comes to reaching out to decision makers, it may feel like a safer and easier option to approach the HR director instead of the CEO. But again, is this accurate thinking? Uh, I'm often asked this question uh, from uh, from my clients um, who say to me, when I'm reaching out to uh, to organizations directly, where should I pitch my conversation? And the answer is you should pitch your conversation at the highest level. My advice is always to reach out to the top. And uh, although it may seem more difficult, in actual fact, it's much easier. And in my experience, leads to a higher probability of success for three reasons. Number one, People at the top of the organization are easier to identify because they tend to appear in corporate literature and in the press and media uh, being interviewed as a spokesperson for their organization. Number two, there is often less competition for their attention. Uh, Because other people will perceive them as more difficult to reach, your message has more chance of getting through because less people are approaching them. And finally, number three, they can generate what I call a top-down referral. So even if you don't get to speak speak with them directly, there is a a probability they will pass you to someone else within the organization, which comes with an implicit endorsement endorsement that you're someone important who warrants a response. 
Now, back in the day running my own recruitment company, this is the strategy I would always adopt when prospecting for new business. And it's a similar strategy that I teach my executive clients who are looking to identify and capitalize on career opportunities that exist in the hidden markets. And the hidden market is the place where high probability executive job opportunities always exist before being advertised on executive job boards or positioned by executive search firms in the public domain. Getting back to the title of this uh, of this podcast, uh, and uh, in my opinion, possibly the best job title that I've ever seen grace the front of someone's business card. Instead of plumping for the obvious managing director, the, the person in question had selected chief disruptor as their badge of office. And uh, this certainly grabbed my uh, attention. And uh, although this meeting happened over probably well, three months ago now, I'm still telling this story to anyone who will listen. Think about how we move forward in life, either personally or professionally. It's never about the status quo, and instead, it's about stepping out of our existing comfort zone as a catalyst for change. And uh, one of my uh, favorite quotes, uh, something something the automotive tycoon Henry Ford uh, is credited with saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And I'll say that again. If you always do what you what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So if we don't want to stand still, disruption has to be at the heart of everything we do. Now, I'm not suggesting you change your job title to find success in the executive job markets. But what I am saying is that following the majority can never be a winning strategy. At the senior end of the market where competition for lucrative positions is fierce, taking a different approach as a minority is what leads to a higher probability of finding and securing securing the position you really want ahead of your competition. And while the word disruptive at first glance may have negative connotations, uh, that may be belief systems or something you have associated in the past with that word, In actual fact, a disruptive mindset is the oil that has and will lubricate the machine of progress, past, present and future. The next time you're tempted to fall into line or follow the crowd, perhaps pause and ask yourself the question, what could I do differently here to generate a better result? If you have any feedback or questions, please feel free to leave a comment or get in touch with me at careercodex.com or on LinkedIn. My username is Simon Gray ACA. Hope you've enjoyed uh, today's uh, podcast. That's it for this week. Uh, until next time, take care and talk to you soon.